You play 18 holes What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Andrew, don't you call me Cause I can't go I owe my soul to the Country Club Pro Welcome back to the Scramble Squad podcast hosted by Shape by Sports. We are episode 10, very special episode, but not really. Uh, we've made a 10 episodes so far without giving up, but here we are. I am your host today. Well, not really. We're splitting 50-50 today because there's no prep. Isaac Coates and Darren Givlin. And the reason I said we're splitting 50-50 today is because we haven't prepped a single note. We're doing something different this time. Because nobody cares about this week in golf. Let's be completely honest. Um, Darren, how do you feel? How are you feeling today? But how are you doing? How's your day been? Your week been? My week's been good. Um, good. Busiest per usual, as I'm sure a lot of people know for Canada anyways. It's the start of uh, it's the start of golf or golf season starting to ramp up. It's starting to get warm. So a lot of products have been coming in. A lot of flow through the store. Um, so yeah, it's been... It's been really busy times, really hectic times, but very enjoyable. It makes the, the work day go fast. That's good. That's good. For those of you that tune in the first time, hopefully if you're tuning in, this isn't the first episode you tune into. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, uh, press pause and just go to a different episode. <laughs> you're not missing much nine. today. No. Not missing much today. We're at TPC San Antonio this week. Valero, Texas Open. It's a week before the Masters. Nobody cares about this. I don't even know who's in the field. But, um, wait, Rory's in the field. You see that, uh, Ricky? Yeah, he's he's just polishing up his game. For sure. Yeah. Well, brush up before he goes to Augusta, but let's see. Yeah. I don't know if he usually competes in that. I'm got to look at the field right now. Let's see. Probably doesn't have what, too many uh, FedEx points. And then he's probably looking at it like an easy dub. So, I mean. <laughs> easy composition this week. But uh, there's a few few guys that we can talk about later on. Maybe You see one that Ricky Fowler is one of the feature groups? Ricky Fowler's in a feature group? Yeah. Is this 2012? What's going on? Who's he with? Unfortunately, it's not a 2022. Uh, it was, oh gosh. I don't know. I saw it on the PGA Tour uh, Instagram. I think it was, he might be playing with Richard Bland. And then one of the uh, one of the web doc, not yeah web doc, no not web tours uh, the corn ferry tour um, up and comers. Wow, really? Yep. Yikes! That'll tell you about this tournament. <laughs> to be fair, PGA tour is hyping this up as a, a big time field. Um, Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth are both in the field. Um, Bryson DeChambeau is also in the field. Uh, nobody yeah. really cares about him right now because he's not really healthy. Uh, Hideki, Hideki Matsuyama. <laughs> There's a lot of people, Darren. <laughs> well, we don't. Not us. Not us. Hideki Matsuyama is also in the field. Um, that's about it. Four. <laughs> Four names. Uh, yep. Ricky Fowler, if you care about Ricky Fowler still. Uh, if you grew up with him. Still rocking yep. all orange, you know. Um, That'd be me. Lin Wu Lee. I'm looking there and there ain't nobody. Do we, do we like... This course, like uh, this tournament, you're, I've, uh, yeah. Like you're you looking know, at, you're fast forwarding to the Masters. Everybody here is looking at this, going like, they have their Masters itch. Everybody's got the front about Tiger 
scouting the golf course, being at Augusta. It's all over Twitter. It's all over social media. It's all over Golf Channel. Is Tiger Woods going to play? Like, that's where the mm-hmm. attention is right now. It's it's all in the Masters. Like, it's not about the Valero. I get it. It's like, honestly, this is funny. Did you even know? I totally forgot that this was a thing. That there was a PGA event running while the Dell match play was also on. Yes. Yes. All the, like, the invitational tournaments is always. Like, the Puerto Rico Open or whatever was during the Genesis, I believe. Like, this is the thing. This is the thing. How many guys tuning into that? Uh, zero. We didn't mention it on our last podcast. This is the first time and probably the only time we'll ever mention one of those tournaments. There you go. So that's pretty much <laughs> the subsequent to the Valero, in my opinion. To be fair, to be fair, this tournament has some significance. Actually, it's, gl- it's good that you did mention Ricky Fowler because Ricky Fowler is not eligible to compete at Augusta this year. Ooh, wow. That's so sad, that. Man. So I, I get why he's in a in a spotlight group because he needs to win. I don't. I think he needs to win. What are his uh, qualification needs? I don't know I'd if like it's a win. He might have to win. I would. I hope so. <laughs> you know what? I'd like to see him pull that off. Could you imagine? He wins Valero, he gets goes into Augusta, <clears throat> and then rakes it up. Just kills it. Finds his game and turns into old Ricky. I would love that. I'd love to see that. Like Ricky, I'm pulling for you, man. I don't I don't know what dropped him off. Like it was it was since he signed with TaylorMade's TP5, like the mm-hmm. ball contract that he just shit hit the fan for him. I don't even know really what what ended up happening. Yeah. He didn't qualify if, for the players either, did he? I don't know. No. I don't think so. No. Maybe an exemption if he got in, but has he he hasn't no, he hasn't won a master, has he? No, he hasn't won since 2019. Uh, I mean, 2019 isn't that far off, but it's also like... You need to win every two years to keep up the pace for some tournaments, though, right? Like What? Yeah. Shit. I don't know. What tournament did he win, do you know? Uh, he won Waste Management 2019. So that oh, was just past the three years. So it was just, yeah, it was just over three years, so he wouldn't have qualified. Um, Tough. I think a lot of the tournaments are two years. Yeah. Uh, that one is two years as well, actually. But, yeah. Um, I'm just Outside looking... Outside if you win the yeah. Masters, right? Then you have a lifetime exemption into playing it. Well, the Masters, yeah. You have to win. You get lifetime. You know, I, I saw a tweet. It was, a, it was not the greatest tweet, so I won't even say who it was. But it was a tweet. It said, unpopular opinion. I kind of I kind of fuck with the tweet, actually. Unpopular opinion. The Masters is the easiest, the easiest major to win. Is there truth to that? You have 90-year-olds in the field. (laughs) What other tournament has that? What other major? I mean, yes and no. I mean, a 50-year-old won it last year on the the U.S. Open, so. Yeah. Or was it the P- no? He won. Did he win the PGA or the US? Wait, who? What, the fifteen-year-old? Oh, Phil. Phil Four forty-nine. No, Phil won the PGA. The PGA, yeah. Fifty-year-old won the PGA. So forty-eight. Wasn't gonna he? T- I don't know. It round up to fair, fifty. Like, it matters. Relax. Forty. He was round up. He was okay, okay. Wait a minute. He was still. still playing on the Champions Tour when he went and played 
for the PGA Championship and won. So, yeah, but it's different. Like he is different than like a ninety-year-old. It's different than like Bernhard Langer, Ben Hogan coming back, Jack Nicklaus well, playing in this ben, tournament. It, no, it's like okay. The, I think the oldest person in the field. You can check this. I don't know. It'll be Bernhard Langer. And you know the funny thing is, he dusts people in the Schwab so bad that he probably should be playing the PGA Tour. The only difference is he doesn't hit the ball that far. So realistically, I think to make that accessible for him, they should have seniors tees. They should have seniors tees. Is this the same totally theory? This the same rule. You're you're just all for clown shows, eh? Like in in <laughs> athletics now, because you want seniors tees in the Masters along with Bro, a card. Could for you, Tiger okay, Woods. Could, you want Tiger you, Woods to golf in a cart. You want him to play old fat man golf. We love carts, okay? I love carts. I take carts all the time, but I'm not walking. Cart. I'm not playing professional golf in, in a cart. Yeah, a solo cart would be fantastic, but no, we're solo not doing that. Yeah. Professional athletes. <laughs> and Tiger Woods, of all people, the, the, like, the best athlete that has played golf, it's a bad look. I know that well, he's yeah, let, make this man walk. He's going to get cut anyways. Walk two days, and then he can suffer the consequences for like three weeks after. You think he's going to get cut? I don't think he's going to get through two rounds. I, it's just too hilly for him. Mm. But I don't, wanna, I, I, I don't want to see him I in a I think he cart. does the field. <laughs> you know what? I actually I might, I, might, I might put a little bit of money on him. You know, yeah. Actually, no. Definitely wouldn't do that because his odds to win the Masters – I don't know, updated, but two weeks ago, his odds to win the Masters were better than Max Homa's. So yeah, um, I saw that. That's so that's funny. An issue. I, that's I would so definitely funny. put. Yeah, I would build. I would put your mortgage, your mortgage, not mine, because yes. I'm broke and don't have one. I would put your mortgage on the line for Max Homa to win a major above Tiger before Woods. Tiger. Like, yeah, yeah, do. before Tiger. Let's go. Oh, I saw a very misleading thing today by um, hmm. Golf Digest. Let me pull that up. It was uh, about, I guess we should shout out Scotty Scheffler, of, of course. He's yeah, won good on you, bud. three of his last five, five. stops. He's hot. Three of his last five. Hot. So yep. that is, he won uh, Waste Management. What was the first one he won? Second? That was his, oh, he won at Bay Hill. He won at Bay Hill. That he was won, his first one. Yeah. Then he won at Bay Hill. And then he mm-hmm. won the match play, which... Darren and I both agree that this is arguably the most fun tournament to watch. Oh the yeah, year. it like, totally was. Yeah, it's pure. It athletics. was so good. It was so yes. good. It was so Absolutely. much fun. Uh, before we talk about the actual tournament, let's talk about the Scotty Scheffler thing for a second. Now, okay. if I can get out of this stupid app, okay, real quick, let's see what Golf Digest said. What's up? You know what my favorite thing that I saw on Twitter was today? What was your favorite thing on Twitter? Everybody's going. <laughs> Every, everybody exactly. Hey, all all the hot takes are on Twitter, but mm-hmm. um, it was so good because everybody's obviously on about Tiger Woods walking and playing Augusta, yeah. and I don't know who this is, but the one guy's tweet was, yeah, and we also saw Justin Thomas alongside Charlie Woods. At the driving range. So are we expecting to see Charlie Woods make his appearance at the Masters? And it was Come like yeah, no, it was like a legit funny. journalist. And it, he was like he was like, guys, be realistic. This guy's coming off of major major leg surgery and hasn't played a tournament all year outside of the PNC. Yeah, for like I'm for optimism, but this skepticism has to be 
taken down a bunch. It was actually yeah. really funny though. When he said that, I was like, yeah, dude, I, I, I feel that. Like, I want Tiger to play. That'd be a huge pull. And I think, like we talked about on earlier episodes, like where his timetable was. I think it was in our first couple episodes. Um, but. Yeah, you said. You and I you both agree. No, no. I said that it was going to be. I thought it was honestly going to be open, right? end of season. Yeah, I thought like August. Like I wasn't even looking at dates. I was looking at time, or sorry, I wasn't looking at uh, Fair. at courses at tournaments. Pardon me. I was looking at timeline, and I was like, "Oh, August seems right." And then you're like, "Well, that's when the playoffs are, like August, September." So, so that'll be a whole, whole season right off. And you're like, "Okay, well then, yeah, yeah maybe PGA." But no. So my well, I I fully believed this. Like I truly had believed this at the time, but now that. He's there. He did fly in. People tracked him. He actually played around apparently today at Augusta. So he's walking it. He's they tracked him like a damn dog. Like, did they stick the stick? Yes, they literally tracked his his flight. They were like, they saw his plane take off and land in Augusta. Like, they what is wrong with people? Apple Air tags all over this man. So, anyways, they got him tattooed (laughs) permanently in the inside of his ass. Yeah. So I I had fully believed this up until last week when there was speculation because he wasn't left off the field chart. So obviously yeah. we knew Phil Mickelson was going to play all the past winners um, that don't, that don't enter the field are released by uh, Augusta. So you see every, all the past winners who aren't competing and Tiger Woods was not on that list. And that was like, hold on, this is weird because Phil Mickelson is on this list. So then people, speculation started building. So people were Why tracking him heavily why is Phil because he's a bitch. Thing? He needs to take more time. He said he's like, I need to take some time to focus on myself and my family. So not really a bitch thing to do. Probably the right thing to do because obviously he needs some space to get his uh, thoughts in order. His head, yeah. <laughs> yes. So with uh, Tiger, everyone was tracking him. So he flew in anyways. He played his round. But Golf Digest today, they were like, let's just discredit Tiger was a little bit. And I know, I don't, I know they were trying to boost Scotty Scheffler up a bit. But it, what they're doing is discrediting the Tiger goal. Woods. Like the yes. best golfer of all time. You can't discredit that man. Come well, on. so what the, the graphic that they released was fastest player oh. to world number one. And under that, oh it says God. after first win on the PGA Tour or DP World Tour. Now, yeah. Tiger Woods was the fastest. The fastest to get to world number one. And that was... 252 days incredibly okay. fast after yep. his first win so after his first win less than a year later he was the first place the number one seed in the entire world it took scotty scheffler after his first tour win only 42 days so golf digest was like all right well scotty scheffler just won up tiger woods by a, like three quarters like it was way better yeah but to be fair, where the discredit and when this mis- completely misleading fact, it is a fact, but it is entirely misleading because Tiger Woods got there in 21 starts in his career. He won for his first time on his sixth PGA tournament. Meaning he didn't have years to work up. And just so everybody is aware, Scotty Scheffler has been on tour for four, four fucking years. 
Four mm-hmm. years. Scott, obviously, Scotty Scheffler is the best golfer in the world right now. There's undoubtedly. Right now. Undoubtedly. But to compare him, to boost him above Tiger Woods because he was there faster after his win, that man had four years to get him inside the top 10. Like, okay, congratulations. Tiger Woods did it in 16 tournaments in yeah, his career. It took like, him in his rookie season. Like, are you kidding me? I'm so, No, like, you can't, like... Here's here's the thing about greatest of all times. Everybody compares it, but stats, even even though you throw it out, there will always be an argument that proves, just like the one you're making right now, why that particular person is in Tiger Woods is just that much better than anybody who puts a bloody tee and golf ball on the ground. Like four years mm. to work your way up into a top ten. Like Again, not to discredit Scotty Scheffler. Good on you, dude. Like that's it, It's been an impressive run. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, too. This is where I was going to go, too. It's like, okay, so if you're going to compare him now to Tiger Woods, which is what everybody does, and that's fine. Go ahead. Do it. Here's my question. How many times is he going to be able to repeat himself over the duration of his career towards the same way Tiger Woods did? If the answer mm. to the question is... A handful and he doesn't do it year after year after year after year for a decade or so then you're not even scratching the surface i'm sorry yeah exactly yeah like i i just thought it was like why would they i yeah <laughs> like it's, because it generates clicks generates clicks that's, whatever, that's the key well, come on. But, like, it's, it's so it's such a misleading stat. Like, people on the surface, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is a goat. And then you look. It took him four fucking years. Like, okay. He has three wins in his career. He's not even a one win per year and, pace. And the 30, like, the three, the three wins, just like you said, that he's had have come all within the past 45 days. Yeah, literally. Like, no, no wonder... <laughs> No wonder he like no again. No wonder he's the the quickest because he's won three out of five tournaments. And typically, if you're anywhere near the top twenty in the world golf rankings from mm-hmm. previous, and you win three of five tournaments, you're gonna be slapped with number one, no issue. Yeah, like this okay. isn't again. Yeah. We're not discrediting Scotty because good on you, dude. That tournament was dope to watch too. Lenny, is that where we're segmenting to? Or was oh it? I was yeah actually let's do that let's do that. Uh, the match play over the weekend. That like was it? pretty crazy. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, was we love the match play. So Obviously, Scotty Scheffler. Kevin Kisner, the greatest. Is he the... Is he... Actually, before we get to Kevin Kisner. Yep. Um, Corey Connors, Dustin Johnson. Canadian gets the bronze. We're good. Love. Acting love like there's it. a bronze medal in, in Homeboy Austin, from Texas. Listowel. He's from Listowel. Anybody from that, Listowel. yeah, List, Southern Ontario, you know where Listowel is, but Listowel is close to where Darren and I grew up. It's 45, 45 minutes, minutes. From Kitchener. Yeah. Interesting. It's a little country yeah. home. It's yeah. like, that's like a Justin Bieber territory almost, with like, as in like small. I, not, yes. It's like 30 minutes from Stratford, I think, right? Something like that. Listowel? No. List, Wait, or Listowel is it the other way? It's towards Hamilton. It's the other way. Yeah. It's so, the other way. My bad. List, Listowel is actually up above Elmira, so you would go towards uh, like Owen okay, Sound okay, okay, way, whereas London is down south, right? So west, Stratford, Stratford is yeah, southwest, southwest. West. You got it, or west? Yes. Anyways, shout out Austin, Texas. 
and Kevin Kisner. Darren, do you have his? Because I know we don't have any notes. So like, do you have his like stats at um at uh, Austin Country Club by chance? His I don't have his match stats. play stats. So I remember. You know. So I re- I remember seeing the screen. He was the only person going into the tournament. Pardon me, or at least the finals, with a perfect record at six and zero for the twenty twenty two. Now his stats from previous years: three of four have been astronomically insane. Okay, twenty nineteen win, twenty twenty runner up, twenty twenty one third place, and now at twenty twenty two, your boy ends up being second place again. I don't care how Scotty handled him, which was very thoroughly, by the way. Kevin Kidd, shout out to you. He actually has the best match play record. Yeah, so I I remember seeing this on Golf Channel. What the numbers were, I can't remember. But he has had, in the past five years, the best match play record of any player who has entered in this tournament by win totals of six or more. Damn. That's That's an entire tournament of wins because you need seven to win the you need seven to win the um the the match play championship so that would mean the second place person to kevin kisner which i'm pretty sure was justin thomas go ahead and fact check this was six wins off in the same amount of years it's insane Mm. insane he just gets it done and you know now, what was funny? Yes. We talked about this just earlier before we started the podcast. I was on Kevin Kisner, and I was telling Lenny, I was like, whoever wins between Kevin Kisner, Justin Thomas, whoever's in that pool is making it to the finals. Doesn't matter. That's always how I saw mm-hmm. it, so that's why I picked JT. I thought JT would get a slight edge over Kiz. And when he lost to... Oh, who, did he, did he, who did he lose to in the first, first round? Not sure. I think it, it was the lowest seed, which was like... Mm-hmm. Gut wrenching. I was like, oh yeah, my bracket's busted. But honestly, Kevin Kiz, man, I had a good feeling about him. I was like one two between him and JT, and I totally should have gone that way. So this is not me saying that I was gonna pick him. This is me regretting not choosing him. But good on you, Kiz. Yes. Well done. Just so, uh, just for like a stat for everybody, there is a. Uh, I, I believe Corey Connors was the only guy that wasn't in the top thirty in the world that wasn't in the final four. Um, so it usually plays out where you do have the better plays. It's sometimes you get the flukes. Um, but just so we know, Kevin Kisner entering last week was 16, six and two at the match play event in Austin. So pretty crazy. And I believe he was six and one. So add that. So 22 and seven, 22, seven and two. Is his career at the WGC match play, yeah. which is absolutely crazy. Also, that tournament is great with the name. What is it? W World Golf Championship Dell Technologies match play. Yeah, y'all, Dell, you need to step your damn game up because this is fucking ridiculously long of a name. You know, and no one's ever <laughs> gonna say Dell in front of that. Unless you just say Dell match play. Like, there you go. There's I'd your call hashtag. it the Dell Gone. technology match play. Yeah. I, I I mean, I get it's the WGC League of World Golf Championship, but, like, yeah. that would be but the come abbreviation on. I'm like, taking out. You have, you have, like, eight words in your title. Like, you're, <laughs> it's, 
It's annoying. I don't. It's a little, little dusty. You're a billion dollar there. company. You should be able to pay a PR person to figure out a less than eight, eight letter name. Yeah. Now, Darren, would you rather? Would you rather play a match against Patrick Reed? Oh God. Or go skydiving without a parachute. <laughs> skydiving. I just thought of that one. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. Like absolutely. You know what? I'd rather this. jump out of a plane without a parachute than spend the rest of my life in prison because that's what would be happening if I golf <laughs> match play with Patrick Reed. <laughs> oh my god. He's the worst. Okay? Yeah, he's just so a everybody dirtbag. is aware anybody who is unaware like okay, we're not allowed to rag, we shouldn't rag on players because we love players. We love there's nobody in this I would love to sit down and talk to every golfer in the world except Patrick Reed. Like he's a horrible person. Um Yeah. Like genuinely, yeah. You know, I I I'd sit down and have a a cougar dinner, cougar steak dinner with uh, Greg Norman and kiss his ass all night before. You mean a mountain a, lion? A, 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 yes, mountain lion, cougar, mountain lion, same thing, right? I think. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, they're, they're in the same yeah. family. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's a mountain. Yeah, cougar's a mountain. One of us is looking like a knee. Yeah, hold on, Darren. <laughs> That's what no, I'm no, saying. no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's not a mountain lion. I'm saying that we talked about mountain lions as in a broad term last pod, <laughs> and now we're now we're getting specific and saying that he. Ah, uh, you're right. There's slightly different. Yeah, I didn't realize there's a slight difference between them. Darren, go. you're genius. Slightly Dude. larger than cougars, so he, cougars are too small for him. Too small for yep. him. Anyways, yeah, just everybody is aware. Like the reason you don't want to play he match ain't play against small cock, uh, buddy. <laughs> the reason nobody wants to play match play against Patrick Reed is because he has had about fifty thousand cheating infractions throughout his career, and fifty thousand more accusations of cheating that haven't been proven or disproven. So this guy isn't a fun time. Um, his wife also. Uh, I think she deleted her Twitter, but uh, used to be a clown on Twitter as well. So you know, man. Um, yeah. Anyways. I've heard she's just an absolute entitled piece of work. Of course. Yeah, it's Patrick Reed. He's all he's equal. They're they're perfect for each other. Like, have you ever met a more perfect match? Like, no, I don't think so. It's like who who inflates whose ego more? Who do you think? Patrick Reed inflates hers. I don't think he has an ego. I think she beats the shit out of his self-esteem because that's why he's got to compensate by ruining everyone else's life. Actually, you're so right. That's a great take. You are so right. That is such a great take. Patrick Reed, if you're listening, we would love to have you on our show. Yes, we'd love to know who wears the pants in your relationship. And uh, if, if what we're asking is actually valid, I think it is. So. Darren, you better be careful. She might come after you. Uh, she's been known. She's been known. She went at like no laying up. She went at. She's gone at every podcast because everybody trashes Patrick Reed. I think <laughs> it's like it's a one target because like obviously, like you, they could be colleagues. Like we love we and we love the athletes. Sue for defamation. We don't know them I, as I people. Absolutely, but no, we, Patrick we Reed is like fair game. He's kind of like um. O.J. Simpson, in a way. Oh, oh God. Oh, man. You're allowed to talk shit about O.J. Simpson. Now, maybe yeah. let's not compare him to a murderer. 
Or you know what? Sorry, you know what? Sorry, this is, alleged this is, murderer. This is my thing. Okay, you can come at me. That's fine. Um, I just hope that you actually just. This is how I see it. All's fair in love and war. So I I bash. You know, I, I poke fun at you and your husband. You poke fun at me. Go ahead, make fun of me. I don't care. I wish that that was actually the case. I wish that they would actually start like. And this is my thing. You get reactions so much more when you actually get mad and threatened. When you actually poke fun at things like that and actually start making fun of no laying up, you start making fun of, I'll go ahead and make fun of me. I'm fine with that. I'm so done. Roll with the jokes. This is life. That's how it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be high, strung up, tight. Like, mm-hmm. have fun. Live a little. You know? That's the whole point. Yeah. But. Okay. What's good? Darren. So you know how I mentioned Augusta last earlier that unpopular opinion is it's the easiest tournament to win. So mm-hmm. there's an article in by by, by, ugh, by Vice in 2016. So it was about the 2016 field. So obviously, so the three other majors offer full fields of 156 as of 2016. Okay. This could have changed. Yep. Now the T sheet averages. Typically at Augusta around 95, but in 2016, so the year they did this was um, 89, which was the fewest since 2002. So maybe most difficult to qualify, maybe difficult to get in. Um, anyways, of that total, seven of the players were over age 50 in that seven of them. So very small chance of making the cut. And then throw in six amateurs. Amateurs. Yep. And then the hope of the tight, so the players that shrinks to 76. And then, so that's roughly the number of players that make the cut each week. And so there you go, slim field. And then there's more though. 14 professional players in 2016 made their first start at Augusta. So we like prior success at most golf courses. Prior success, yep. especially there, probably is very helpful. Um, very. Very helpful. Now, in fact, there's I don't know if this has happened since, but I highly doubt it. There's only been one rookie winner in Masters history, and that's Fuzzy Zoiler or whatever Zoiler. And why did I suck at his name? Because we should not be disrespecting this man. That was in 1979. Now, oh, in, conspar- in comparison, the PGA Championship usually has a field between. Well, they they usually have 100. 95 to 100 of the world's top 100 golfers. Mm, Meaning okay. that you so instead of have you have 100 people in that field that are in the top 100. Whereas this one you might only have 80 players or 70 players in the top 100 at typically an easier course like you play at Kiwa Island. Are you more intimidated by Kiwa Island, uh the Ocean Course or Augusta National? Mm. Honestly, I would say Kiowa. There's so much. There's so many more hazards that are just looming everywhere. And if that wind's blowing, yeah, it's it's scary. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I think I would need more, more viewership and an act. So this is the thing about about mm-hmm. Augusta. We've been told this from many PGA Tour pros is that you don't actually get the true sense of the undulation and the hills that are represented on television to when you actually go play it. So that's one thing that I'm keeping in mind because I remember hearing that from DJ mm-hmm. going like, this golf course, its undulations are so dramatic. 
mm-hmm. that like you don't really see them on TV, just the way the camera angles are. But yeah. if you went and played it, it would be a world of a difference. So obviously, I don't know. You can see everything in front of you with Kauai Island, and it is it is some kind of Kauai. fierce. Like it, Shout out yeah. Kauai. Shout out Kauai. Kiowa. Jesus. I call you it Kauai it. Island. I don't know why. Kiowa. It's Kauai. Oh my, I call, Our boy Kauai. It's Kauai Leonard. Yeah, it's Kauai. It's Kauai Leonard. Put it yeah. up. Put it up for your boy. Come back to the Raptors, dude. Quit being a bum. <laughs> don't live in LA. Come back to Canada. Uh, are we Free still, Uber. Are we still on Kauai? I don't even know what happens in basketball these days. I'm, a, um, I'm about it. But anyways. So- just also with a on a good note of Augusta, Augusta is like known to favor some t- certain types of players. Like, yeah, people might not think of it as like the it's for it's a it's a long hitter's course. If you can bomb your drives and hit the ball high, you are in for a wild wide. And that might not be what you think, what you thought originally, but they have lots of reachable par fives. Longer so hitters are favored. So why did the Shambo think it was Richardson a par sixty five and then get cut? It was par 67. Yeah, it goes par 67. That's what Augustus to me gets cut. Take, Bryson is going to win Augusta. Uh, win, la- no, win stop. This, he's going to win the Masters, and you're going to eat it. I'm still going to hate on him. I think he's a dustbag. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I know. 100%. I know, what you, I know what you think of him. I'm fine with him. I have no problem. We like you. I like you. I'd love to have you on the show. We could uh, yeah, please, run it please. solo, you and I, without Darren. Oh. If... Uh, oh. If I'll that's what gets you on, uh, we in fact actually we we would like to have Darren because we like different opinions, so we're good. Yes. Now, and obviously, if you can if you hit the ball hard, you probably also hit the ball high. So, um, you want to come in high and soft on those greens. Have you seen his lofts? I just want to throw that out there. Have you seen no. his lofts? Let's talk about it, Darren. What's up? Oh my God, dude! You need to you need to take the take a check on this. I think I remember seeing it on the PGA. And this was my favorite. This was my favorite thing to point out. Okay, Bryson DeChambeau. So you know how everybody looks at TV and sees the club that the guys are hitting, and they're like, "Whoa, that's so far." Yeah. Okay. Again, we need to understand that lofts have a huge indication versus what's actually on the bottom of a bloody golf club as far as the number goes. Okay. So this is how I'm going to say it. Bryson DeChambeau's four wood. Okay. I think I, again, pull this up because I'm not too sure you can quote me. His four wood. Okay, again, his four wood, typical industry standard on a four wood is typically 16 and a half to 17 degrees. Okay, his four wood was 13 degrees. It's not a four wood, that's the same thing as my strong lofted three wood that I have in my bag. That is a driving three wood, that's what I use. Yet, somehow, in some way, that's got a four for a wood on it. That's not a four wood in terms of loft. Okay, his driver is five degrees. Okay, so it's impressive on him to be able to actually hit a five degree driver high and control it because it's really it's really hard the moment you start lofting down. It takes a lot of speed and a lot of body positioning to be able to launch the balls up at that point. But I remember seeing this, I'm pretty sure his eight iron was 31 degrees. In anybody's bag, just so you know, that's the equivalent typically of a tour spec six iron. That's one degree off. Okay? True lofts on a six iron is 30 degrees. Right? Your seven iron is 34. If you go power specking, so what you'd see in a lot of 
I would say older gentlemen or anybody who wants to play distance irons, like we'll use the new stealth irons or the uh, rogue max irons that are gameplay improvements that have these massive MOIs, those in seven irons mm. are 30 degrees. Damn. So tell me right now that Bryson DeChambeau with his lofts are hitting the same thing as Tour Pros are. You know what my favorite thing is? Look at lofts when he hits 60 degrees. He hits the wedge only five yards further than Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson. Okay? That's not that much farther. Mm. All right. Did you get it out? I did. (laughs) That's my rant. Sorry, DeChambeau. I rate it. I just love when people get on this distance appeal, and then they don't even look at the loft on the golf club. It's like, yeah. If my if my six iron was twenty one degrees, which is the same thing as a four iron, I could hit a six iron two hundred and twenty yards too. It's not that hard. We love. <laughs> oh man! Like run the math. I'm pretty yeah. sure. You're, I'm pretty sure in order for that loft to get punched to two hundred and twenty, <laughs> you'd need an av- like in terms of a smash oh rock. God. If you had it at like one point three five, you'd probably need a club head speed of ninety miles per hour to get to two twenty. <laughs> Now, Darren, Darren, I believe you. I believe you. (laughs) Go off. Okay, on the note of equipment, on the note of equipment, I think you wanted to touch on something. So last week you were talking about putters and all that, the great stuff. And putter fitting is actually very important. Now you have something to say quick. I don't know about quick or what, like however long you want. So do your thing. Tell us. No, it's going to be quick. Jake, Jake, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I I promised our boss that I was going to make it the intro. Yeah, Jacob SBS. Check it out, please, and thank you. Yeah, Jake, I am so sorry. I I completely screwed the pooch. Um, okay, so Jake tells me that at our, our, our group chat that your putter and his putter is the only thing he won't spend money on in his bag. Okay? He's like, if I'm buying everything, everything whole, the, 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 the putter's the cheapest thing I buy. And in my honest opinion... You got it all wrong. Sail drivers, sail irons, sail wedges, totally fine. All of those from last year's text, they really can't improve much. It's the same thing as putters. But this is how I'm going to go. Your driver, you typically replace all that often because you hit it a lot more, right? Your mm. irons, you, you probably won't replace, so that'll be second typically to go. Maybe it'll probably go this, which it should be the order. Wedges, driver, woods, irons, and your putter. The reason why I'm saying your putter should be last and probably the most expensive thing that you buy, a couple things. One is when you get a feel for a good putter, you never want to let that go. So if you have a cheap putter and it discontinues, well, unfortunately, once it breaks in typically a couple years, because typically the inserts are super soft, the metals are super soft, they don't last very long, they wear out. So if you find that you're hitting a putter that's super soft and then all of a sudden it really hardens up, over a couple of years, it means the insert's dead and that it should be replaced. Now, a lot of people don't realize that, but there's only a certain lifetime with soft inserts. So as you go up the line in terms of your price point when you buy putters, getting all the way up to say like a Scotty Cameron where you have a milled insert in the putter with a type of steel, it's very hard. And what that does is add longevity to the putter. Yeah. Thus making it last a lot longer and giving you more consistency across your entire years of golf. So Jake, that is the reason why I would tell you to spend the money on the putter is because that is typically the last thing you want to change. Once you nail that down, you want to keep it 
and you also want to spend the money on it so that it lasts you. I think that I time. think his question I think his question was more I like that is a great answer. But I think his yes. question is more along the lines of what is the advantage of a four hundred dollar putter as opposed to a fifty dollar putter? Yeah. So what is that going to bring you? What like why why spend so much more money when you can buy a decent putter for one hundred and fifty dollars? Yeah. So it's it's longevity, really. That's the thing. That's that's where I'm going with that. So if you bought right. a sail putter, so th- again for the argument's sake, if you're doing the same approach of buying a driver that's two years previous that was seven hundred in for five hundred or four hundred, okay, that's totally like that's totally fine. Price alone, like if you're buying again like a four hundred dollar putter that was an Odyssey that you know is two or three years old that's still on the shelf for 130 bucks like you're you're really not missing much outside of it sitting Mm. on the shelf which unless it's been hit a lot which that might be the only the only thing about it so yes you are spot on i think it's a great question so that's kind of where i'm leaning with with price it's like sale items and things like that but when you look at ticket price so that's where that's where mm. I'm gonna go is suggested ticket price. So something that was five hundred or fifty bucks, right? So regardless of when you're buying it in terms of what you're actually paying for it, what the MSRP is of the like the product, so the total value, mm-hmm. something that has a high price tag is going to nine times out of ten. Actually, I'm I'm literally gonna throw another ten out of ten outlast a cheap putter because of the way nice. it's made. Period. Should I go buy a, a Kirkland signature? I love. I've been. I've been looking Man, at those putters. Okay. I'm not gonna. Obviously, I'm never gonna buy one because I'm broke right now. But I, I kind of like those blades. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. They are impressive for the as long price, as you get the weight. Uh, as far as this is the thing, Kirkland putters only again. Going back to fitting stroke types, getting the, like going back to our last podcast. You only have one option. You only have one option. So it's really one of those putters where it's like, okay, you're buying this and hoping that it fits your stroke because you're not going to get it fitted to you. However, yeah. if you find yourself in the right stroke type, like if you went and got fitted at Golf Town and then realized that the Kirkland putter, as far as the setup goes, is one that fits in your profile. 100% pick it the fuck up. Fair. It, okay. I've had I've had a couple people bring them into Golf Town, even the wedges too. I've had a couple people bring them in to get them to get them regripped. And disclaimer, I apologize to people who bring in Kirkland putters cuz we don't get the opportunity to hit them at Golf Town and we are prissy this way. I hit some putts with a Kirkland putter. Man. Those you things like? as far as yeah, it felt really, really good. For the price comparatively, they had it going on. The only question that I would always have with something like that, again, going back to cost and a mass production, is how good can the quality be across its supply chain? And the next thing's next is how long is something like that gonna last? That's well, you see that in the Kirkland balls too, because they yeah. shred after one hit. Like I yeah. like I like Kirkland balls. They took a toll because they, they're all they, they're like the best cheap ball, but they're yeah. cheap. Like you can tell, yeah. and I know like they're cut costs, and they're like, oh, this ball can perform like a, a Pro V one, maybe for one shot. Like it's it's a that couple. same thing with like you're yeah. paying a lot less for what you're getting at yeah. the moment, and like you never know how long that's gonna last. Now, Darren, I had just a quick quick answer for this. 
Okay. Now, you put wedges as the first thing to replace, even over a driver, when drivers yeah. die, they get cracked, all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. why the wedge first? Grooves. Okay. So, if you actually hear a lot of tour pros, and do not go to this extreme. But if you actually listen to, jo- to John Rahm, he changes his wedges out every tournament. Reason why is because he wants fresh grooves and fresh faces to, to create the most spin on the golf ball. Mm, okay. So this true. is the thing. When you're buying wedges, you typically replace those first because when you're hitting those, that's typically the one club or the set of golf clubs that you're going to hit the most across the entire stretch of the golf course. Mm-hmm. So realistically, and they also get, they chew up the golf ball the most too, so they wear out the quickest. So when right. you talk about... Okay maximizing spin and keep giving yourself the most control yeah keeping your wedges and their grooves fresh which you can only regroove them so much with a regroove tool until you need to buy a brand new wedge which typically ends up coming really fast if you play a lot of golf true okay um i i think not a very good good transition i'm gonna have here but we should talk a tiny bit maybe about this valero texas open maybe a little bit just because just because the designer is none other than cougar eater mountain lion hunter spear hunter i should say mountain lion spear hunter not even strung up mountain liar no string up a mountain liar and spear to death hunter greg norman he plays the pinata, baby. Let's is go. the designer of the Oaks course at TBC San Antonio. So now I'm definitely I'm not glad. It. I'm very Good glad bet. that they're not playing the other course because that's okay. another Pete Dye course. And look, uh, we we have had enough Pete Dye. Okay, we had the players very recently, and then we just had Austin Country Club. Austin Country Club is cool, but you know, we, there's yep. only so much with Pete Dye you can handle because he just frustrates the hell out of everybody but anyways a little note about the course natural look and feel without sacrificing fan experiences it's it's different than the other courses on tour like it's kind of appealing to golfers not just tournament venues now they have what hole is it damn it is the 17th or 18th they have the have the bunker in the middle of the green just like Riviera, seventeenth, seventeen, seventeen, I believe. Sure. It's a much bigger green sure. and a slightly bigger. Everybody bunker always than Riviera makes those. As well. Everybody makes those on seventeen. I swear to goodness, like seventeen is no. always like the one. It's like hole number five hole. on Riviera, and that's like the OG. I don't know if it's five. If someone can call me out. I don't know what number it specifically is, but it's on the front nine, I believe. Okay, Riviera. Um, what else? Oh, the third oldest tournament in on the PGA Tour. Which is shitty for them. And in fact, clearly the older tournaments don't get any love. Nope. I don't know what the Western Open is. Darren, do you want to Google the Western Open golf tournament? What that is, what that's turned into? The other tournament is the Canadian Open that was before. Canadian Open. Who loves the Canadian Open? Nobody outside of Canada. The Western Open. I don't mean to be disrespectful to Canada, but like we okay, really real have quick. it the worst week possible. What's up? Here we go. The Western Open was a professional golf tournament in the United States. Oh, do so we know what took its if, place? It fails to exist. Final year was 2006. Oh. What replaced you? 
it says. Yeah, I ah, okay, got it, got it. It's the BMW Championship. Oh, really? Yeah. Like in the in the. It's tar beginning in 2007, so you had the 2006 date. It was renamed the BMW Championship, so that's part of the. So that is more playoffs. of a significant. That's a significant tournament. <laughs> like that's a, well, it's a playoff yeah. tournament. Yeah. I was gonna say. I was Could gonna you say. What, they like, put Valero yeah. into the into the. They should do that. Could you imagine the running the Open. three oldest? Oh, bro, that'd be so no, sick. Man. I don't brought... want a playoff at San Antonio. I'm not gonna. I don't want to be rude, but that's not the. I mean, I guess. You wouldn't also have it in Canada either. You, in you Illinois. Can't. I mean, you can't BMW have a U.S. playoff in Canada. You can't. You just can't. Yeah, and. Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be. I'd love it. I mean, it'd be minus have... forty. Guys would be dusting it because it's in like late <laughs> August where it's wet and soppy. The only place that they would be able to go you can play. Firm that up. Come on, yeah. in August. I mean, you can get the only, nice and firm. I think the only place you'd really go to get it firm, firm would be out here. So let's get the guys playing at the Miggleson, show up the golf course, and then rip them apart. After that would be a stain on the PGA would, Tour. Not, it not, would be, yep. And, and a conflict of interest is this man still playing. But, uh, like, that's not – the course is <laughs> – is, I haven't played it. Darren, you played that course. Do you love that course? I don't love it. It's definitely not – but my you favorite like in Calgary, but I mean, I do like it. it Not your favorite in Calgary. Oh no. my God. Okay. What's your favorite in Calgary? Not only not not even within like two hours, because like obviously oh, you have like Banff Springs I mean, and then you actually, have Kananaskis, and if you go like say, seven hours away from you, you have Jasper. But um, Jasper, no. Yeah. So uh, sorry, in Calgary alone, not even still not your favorite in Calgary. No. Oh, do you have a favorite course in Calgary? Anybody at West? I do. What's it called? Country Hills. Country private. Hills. It's it's semi golf. They host Calgary, the uh, they they host the open the sorry the the Shaw Classic for amateurs I don't know there. What that is. Ooh, let's see. For I Canadian see it. amateurs there, it's really dope. I drive by it. Or I used to drive by it when I was would go to work all the time. Super hilly. They have two courses though. Yeah, they do. It's it's really sick actually to look at. It's. A gorgeous play too, like there's not a hole that's not that doesn't provide up or down options, and it's it's really something else. Interesting. Yeah, We're just looking. It's really long too, keeps it tight, which is nice. But there are a lot of holes that like open up. There's not a whole lot of challenge when you go fairway because honestly, it's funny. <laughs> you could spray the golf ball and end up into other fairways. Wait, wait, wait it's the long. Time? The ridge course is only sixty six hundred. I mean, in comparison what to what Talon's course, Grace Silo is sixty five. What are you talking about? Oh, okay, the other one's seventy two hundred. Seventy two hundred. That's deep. And your ball travels further there, by the way. So that's sixty six hundred and shit. This okay, the seventy two hundred is a championship course. The Talons is a better course, a bigger course. That's the one that, yeah, that's course, the one that they course. play. Um, yeah, that's the one they play for the for the shot for sure. Mm, okay. Um, okay. Oh, also, is the third <laughs> the Valero Texas Open is the third PGA Tour tournament. But yeah. if you're including like the two of the majors, if you include the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship, which isn't aren't PGA Tour tournaments. 
because U.S. About, Open is USGA, and the PGA Championship about, isn't PGA Tour. It's PGA of America, which is a different association. Okay. Sorry, what? What about the Open? Does that... Uh, they like to... I don't know. Why wouldn't they... That should be that, the oldest, shouldn't it? That's obviously number one, because given that's coming up, I'm pretty sure in 150 years at this point. Third oldest PGA Tour. I don't know why they don't include that. Wait, that's coming up on 100 years? Is that what you said? I thought it was 150, but 100. It's got to be older than that. You're right. I don't know. This is 100th. The reason we're talking about the years because this is the 100th edition, I believe, this season. Oh, okay. Yes, 100th anniversary of the Valero Texas Open. So if anybody's interested in nostalgia, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but we're all Masters the, prep. Obviously, we're going to watch month. this tournament. We're going to watch this tournament. Some winners. Some of it. In the past, you got some good ones. Um, What else have about Valero if you want to know about Valero what is Valero Valero Energy Corporation yeah makes sense oh it's a fortune 500 it's a fortune 50 company fortune 50 company it still is an energy oh petroleum ah okay 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 we love y'all I'm just kidding you're an oil rigging company Um, yeah perfect very ethical us. business. Very Don't ethical business. Don't sue us. Oh, but apparently they raise a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's how they stay ethical. Well, congratulations. Nice tax write-offs for you. Yep, pretty much. Nothing nice. Well, Jordan Spieth won last year, by the way, people. <laughs> so Just so we know. Jordan Spieth back-to-back. How do you they're the taking anybody in this tournament. Okay, you know what? I was going to say, this is the Masters is the easiest tournament to win unless you're Jordan Spieth. Unless you're Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. It should have been the easiest tournament for him career, to win. Unfortunately. It should have been the easiest. He yeah. still got his green jacket. He does, but I mean, like I said, the downfall of one man's career to start, that was it. That was like <laughs> that was like okay, this uh, the scene Okay, I I'm gonna think the Dark Knight. Wait, Rises hold on. From Batman. Yeah. Okay. When Bane takes Batman over his head and breaks his neck, or not his neck, his back, with through his knee. You remember that? Wait, yeah. Did he do this in 2014 or 2018? Jordan Speed. He won in 2015. Which yeah, was a flop year? Wasn't it 2016? Um, like he had won the Masters, yes. he was in a position to win it again, and then took a 12 on the. Th- third like on uh on the par 312 yeah that on was sunday that was... and then completely just yeah, no, lost no, that's it what I was, that's what i was referring to but i was like i thought that was the 2016 one but then i was like are we oh i thought it, no sorry i thought it was a 2018 one and then i was like hold on are we older than this i think it was a 2018 one where he flopped he finished third place 2014 yeah. he finished second place though and then he yeah. won in 2015 2015 he's going okay Dude, he has only had. Oh my God, he's only been outside of the top twenty twice in his Masters career. He's good. He's and he's been in the top five in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In eight starts, he's finished in the top five, five times. Well, put your money on a T twenty for Jordan Spieth, but it's one of those like. Yes, ma'am. Okay, relax. They don't pay well. No, <laughs> the Masters doesn't. Nah, well, I mean, they do pay well. He, tied third gets him six hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars, but it's fine. It's not bad. 
I'll take it. It's not bad. Not a. <laughs> I'm looking. I, just, I compare everything to players, and I'm like, yeah, you make no money. You make no money. When third no, place. So when third true. place gets you like over a million dollars. Yep. But what else should we talk about, Darren? Is there any uh, other news? Daniel no. Berger, did he do anything recently? No, he uh, lost to Terrell Hutton. I should have picked. Have I should have picked Terrell Hutton. <laughs> Man, I knew it. Always. Always just roll the hot. I told hand, you, dude. don't bet against your guy. You did. You bet against your horse, I and did. the horse did. bit you in the ass, bro. Yeah, it did. It kicked me right in the face. Yeah, this horse stomped you. Savage, bro. Relax. Don't want to beat a dead horse, but you fucked up. <laughs> um, dude. What? Settle. What? <laughs> Darren, can you say some reckless shit so we have something to post? Oh, by the way, for everybody that didn't notice what's going on shit, here, man. this is the oh. pre-pre-Masters tournament preview. Yeah, we, I'm fired we, up. <laughs> we're barely checking in on this. The term it's going to be a gong shit, dude. It's going to be a gong show for this next one. Like, uh, we're, we're going absolutely... Yeah. Further. Don't discredit like, this tournament. This is a decent tournament. Oh, relax. <laughs> this is where the donkeys come out to play, okay? Again, it's a tune-up tournament. That's what it is. I don't want to hear anything else. There was his first win in, since 2017. Jordan Good on Speed you, dude. Yeah, again, like I said, odds are he walked into that tournament and went, shit, what do I need to do to get my golf game in check for the Masters? Ended up playing well, winning the tournament because it's a dusty field, and going, oh, sick, walking into Augusta going, I'm on a confidence streak. This one patted my ego. <laughs> T-tanning it. Like, good on you, yeah. dude. Again, this isn't to, to discredit Jordan Spieth, and I can guarantee you we if I Jordan played in this tournament, I would get absolutely shit on. However, yes. I don't do it for a living. I don't get paid to golf, I wish Stop I did. Stop trashing Jordan Spieth. I'm not trashing anybody. I'm trash. Well, I, like that's it. a lie. I'm trashing the field. <laughs> True. Because who, do you, who we wins all this know... week? What's up? Who do I think? You know what? You know what? Dark Horse. Okay, just for the listeners, real quick, we are gonna do this. Our picks were actually like again, nothing going on. We're not even picking anybody this week. No. It's just our master's picks are gonna be double or nothing, right, Lenny? Yes, our masters picks are double or nothing. I'm picking yeah, one guy this week though. Just they're gonna hold. Yeah, I got one guy, and you know what? Who's I'm your guy? That he pulls it to the masters. I hope he does it. Ricky Fowler. Let's Jordan go. Spieth. Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler. Ricky, let's go. Ricky Fowler, dude. Ricky I need to see. Fowler. I need to see Ricky Fowler win. Go into the masters straight, stroking his meat. Let's go. That's okay. it. Okay, I have a winner in a top five. Winner in a top five. The greatest, my favorite, the best golfer, the Cliff Jumper, Cliff. Living on the edge. Jordan Spieth, top five. Yep. Um, my winner. I'm going to ride it because this doesn't count as a pick, and I'd love to see it. Uh, Maverick McNeely this okay. week. Is the Heat Tagala playing? He's getting his rookie. Is he? I have no idea. If Darren, he is, go look put, at him the field, my, dude. put him in my T20. I, I don't care. I'm not watching the Valero. I got better things Why to do. Why not? I.e. Well, for the Masters. Oh, yeah, okay. For those of you, once again, this is the pre-Masters thing, but we are doing a big Masters episode. So Who should we get? That's why we're winging it today. Who um, should we get? Let's see if Jacob... Anybody, anybody. any you know, If you listen to this podcast, you're like, yeah. I want to be on a podcast. Sign up. We'll right do now. interviews. Right yep. yep. We'll interview you. See if you're worthy Fantastic. of this podcast, which you are, because if yes. you listen, obviously you 
we want we you. love you we appreciate you and yeah Darren we would love loves to have you, you on I, oh I'm, I'm i'm fine okay Make look at this field from head to toe I'm just trying to see the damn field. Oh, oh it's trying to make <laughs> me play. What did you just say? Nothing. <laughs> no, what did anything. you say? I didn't say anything. Some... Oh. I thought you said Listen something. to the podcast on the way back. Oh. <laughs> you might catch it. Yo. Yikes. <laughs> Yo, we made it through an hour of this. I don't think it was too bad. Shit. We're chilling. Okay, hold yeah. on. We're looking. We're looking for Tigala. Where are you? By the Adam way, Hadwin is in the field. Shout for out Canada, anybody Chris Kirk. listening, this is this is typical. Typical, Lenny and I just on a golf course this is usually what happens. It's just the chop up. Yeah, I wasn't too worried. Like I was no, like, I if I feel like you and I just have conversations like this all the time, so it's like I wasn't too worried about not playing should, anything. I'm be. sure we'd get some shit done, but yeah, um, a few Canadians. Nick Taylor. I okay. still don't see our boy, dude. Oh, man. Adam Svensson. Oh, well, I forgot what happened. To oh, Min Woo Lee's okay. I already mentioned Min-Woo. him earlier, I think. <laughs> I was going to say you already mentioned him, dude. Um, Ian uh, Poulter. Way back throwback. Let's go. Okay, Lenny, wait. Real quick. There's Let's nobody good. At this field is awful except Matsuyama yeah. and Spieth. I told you. I told you. Connors. Okay, Lenny, I do need, yeah, I do need your help with one thing. Okay? What's and that? I think we can, I think we can finish, finish off on this. I'm going to buy a rangefinder. Yeah. I just need to know. Hey, Tigala's in it. Sorry, okay. You're good. Okay, Go perfect. Sahid Tigala, dude. Get it done. I don't care. T20. That's 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 my winner. Ricky Tigala. That's it. Those those are those are those are our one-on-one. Beauty. Okay. Um light post, light work. Finishing off here. I need to know. Rangefinders. You know what? I'm just, let's just do this. I'm looking I'm in the market for a rangefinder. I have a few in mind. I have a blue tee that I'm looking at. Okay, I'm looking at the V5 shift as well from Bushnell. Now, again, for anybody, that's about $150, $200 worth of difference right there. And I'm also actually looking at the Golf Buddy 1S. It's definitely a cheap model, but I'd love to know opinions. So for anybody listening who has either of those three models or has a rangefinder that they would love to recommend, Lenny, remember you telling me that you yes. got a free one from Golf Now. How did you swing that? Yes. Now, if anybody, so first of all, let us know on Scramble Squad Pod what rangefinder you use and if you like it or not. Scramble Squad Pod on Instagram. Um, if you can't find us there, Shape by Sports, someone will answer. Um, yep. We haven't, and also we haven't been very active on social media lately. We are crazy. Whoops. We're rebranding. Well, not rebranding. We're we're gonna we're gonna fix things. We'll be good next to go next week. I hope or whatever soon. Yep. Our, or we'll figure it out. Be rolling. We'll figure um, it out. But yes. Anyways, so Relax. I yes I got a free, we got a free one from Golf Now. So basically, what happened is my dad subscribed to them accidentally, and immediately <laughs> called them like well called them like two weeks later, and was like, oh, I noticed I accidentally subscribed. Blah blah blah. Unsubscribe me. Don't pay. And with the subscription. You get a free rangefinder. So we canceled. Rangefinder still came in. And now I have a rangefinder in my bag. Sick. What kind of um, rangefinder is it? I don't know. It's a red one. It's a red one. <laughs> uh, I can Hold on. I can actually find it on Golf Town. If you can talk for two minutes, I can find it and tell you exactly what it is. I would actually love to know. Can ta- I talk for then two get talking. I mean, I'm sure I can. You got to talk, bitch. What am I going to talk about? 
Well, you bitch, you better start talking because if we don't do it, then I'm going to wrap this up in 30 seconds. Okay, well, actually... Okay, fine. So for the listeners, the reason why I'm actually looking for a rangefinder, this is the realty. I've played seven years, eight years of golf with no rangefinder. Um, I would say, honestly, at my peak, I got my handicapped about a two with no rangefinder. And I definitely think that, you know, that's that's something as far as equipment and tools. They can be a huge asset and a big advantage to the golf course. Reason being for me isn't so much flags because, yeah, you don't mind going flag hunting, but there are a lot of times where you don't want to hit directly at the pin, especially to carry the number. So picking picking spots on the greens that are to, relatively to the middle or a good mm. distance like that so you give yourself, you know, a two-putt easy par and or a good look at birdie from 20 feet and you rely on your putter, that's – that's that's my go. motto. You can call me crazy. That's fine. I you fill the time, Darren. I mean, okay, real quick. I did fill the you time. This is the re- this is real reason why I'm buying Hell a rangefinder. Yeah. There are a lot of golf courses that I play, especially even out here. It's kind of crazy. Um, that don't again, no course guide, so it doesn't really tell you how far you have to a lot of hazards and how far you have to carry mm-hmm. over hazards. And there are there are lines that I envision that I'm like, oh, I'd love to hit it, but I have no idea how far they really are so rangefinder for me is like oh how where am i going to be able to actually pick lines and pick spots so that i can be like okay yeah this is actually something i can do and start working the ball that way or being like okay i know you know what that's definitely not the case um trust my gut and don't hit that shot so yeah let me know so i found it what's i found it so the free one that we got is valued at 299 dollars. so it was actually good value i love it it. i should have flipped it i should have flipped it should have you still bought me a wedge it's a little like it's a year old and i drop it a lot um i actually no. you know what i'll sell it to somebody for 250 dollars. i've never dropped it never used it (laughs) anybody listening come get it uh tasco t degree and slope rangefinder is what it is black and red tasco because it's slow tasco the reviews on it are horrible by the way I don't okay. want to. I'm not a brand representative, but it's a. Uh, there's enough reviews, and it's three stars. So that's why it's a two ninety nine. They fire. couldn't give him away. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe lower your price, but it's fine. It's fine. With that being said, yeah. Darren, is there anything else you want to talk about today? Other than the fact that Tasco was not on my radar, um, and it won't be with three stars. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And we're good. I think we're good. Let it roll. Let the credits play. Let it roll. Music's good. Well, thank you for tuning in. And if you got through a full hour of this, this flew by this one with no prep, kind of winging it the whole time. If you liked it, let us know. Let us know if you like that dynamic. Uh, obviously, we're going to put more effort in and write that episode going next week. But <laughs> this one is Valero Texas Open. Remember, it's the Valero Texas Open because who cares? Remember, nobody cares. Masters about week is next week. Yep. Masters week is Let's next go. week. Last Beautiful. week was match play. Let's go. Find us at Scramble Squad Pod, Instagram, Shape by Sports, shapebysports.com. Check out the latest blogs. Diamond Gems podcast popping up. Episodes weekly coming out every Monday, as well as our podcast every Wednesday. We are yes. good to go. We'll catch you on the flippity flip. Shout Hot out Michael Scott. Before, f- oh, get before it. Lenny wraps up, Giancarlo Stanton. Best DH. Y'all got the list wrong. Prove me otherwise. That's it. That's the wrap.
Hold on, hold on. We we, we released this list of best DHs. We ranked him where, Darren? I think fifth. Or fourth. Okay. Shohei Otani is ahead. Yep. Jordan no. Alvarez also ahead. Nope. No. Jordan nope. Alvarez isn't ahead? Who nope. is our number th three? I don't remember. I, it, it actually might have been Stanton. I don't know. I thought he was third or fourth. I don't, I don't know. I definitely Stanton, know that. I don't know. If you want to, if you care about baseball, go look at Shape by Sports and look at our rankings. Mm -hmm. It'll show you. There you Tanya, go. Tanya, he's goaded. All right. Bitty. Easy. Cue in the music, please. <laughs>